welcome to the World is Fucked podcast, a podcast where we talk about the many ways the world is fucked. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brianna. We're starting this one with an addendum. Yeah, so I wanted to make some points really clear about how my feelings on the formula shortage. Um, For some background, there are a couple of reasons why it happened, not just like the regular supply chain issues that we've been experiencing across markets, but like it started in February when multiple children died because there was an inordinate amount of bacteria introduced into the formula, which caused them to have intestinal issues and eventually pass away. Because of our regulations, the factory was shut down almost immediately, and there was a voluntary recall issued on Infamil formula. I believe that we should have those regulations (laughs) that immediately shut down a factory when children die from a product. I just also believe that we should not live in a society where two companies mainly control the market on formula. And if one factory of one company shuts down, that should not oversaturate the market with demand such that there is a rippling effect for months and months. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my addendum. Um, <laughs> I'm having some interesting conversations with folks. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I think the regulations are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the clarification. <laughs> yeah. I, I never thought I would have to like advocate for government anything, specifically I mean, bureaucracy, but here we are. Where are we? got 20 downloads. You know what I mean? People are, people are hearing us. Okay. They're seeing us. They're seeing us. Um, yeah. Are we ready to dive in? Yeah. So... Today, we got a couple of suggestions, Mm -hmm. and I think as you get to know us, it would be great for you to hear us get to know each other a little bit. Yeah. So, for this episode, we're going to play We're Not Really Strangers, Mm -hmm. and based on how trauma works, I'm sure we'll talk about some other (laughs) fucked up topics in our society. (laughs) And, yeah, I think... um, You'll learn, too, throughout this podcast that, at least for myself, Mm -hmm. you less so, I think. I think you're a more well-informed person generally, but I think I'm very willing to share (laughs) ill-researched opinions. Um, However, (laughs) the research for today was nothing, so we're going to share what we know, (laughs) which is ourselves. Yeah, I was going to rant about some people, but... We yeah. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Another time. We'll do it. We'll just do it immediately after. <laughs> okay. So if you've never played, we're not really changers. It's literally just you ask people questions. Yeah. Which is they're sorry? super personal questions. Yeah. I one time um busted this out with my grandmother. It wasn't it was like a toned down version of this, mm-hmm. but she stopped me after one question and she like grabbed my hand and she was like, honey. Are you really so bad at having conversations that you need help? Jeez. And I put that really so fast. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, noted. Thank you so much, Grandma. I'm really happy that we had this time together. Okay, this reminds me of a time where we played, either it was Black Car Revoked with my in-laws yeah. and my sister-in-law who was being super messy and she was like not playing, but mm-hmm. like, 
saying the like the prompts and you have to like pick a b or c and maybe it was black heart revokes maybe it was something else but they had an expansion pack called girls night out which she left in and it had a bunch of these dirty questions so it was me and my boyfriend at the time and his parents and they had like these wild questions Mm -hmm. like would you prefer a clean dick or a dirty big dick and Uh like we were like forced to answer these questions Mm -hmm. in front Mm -hmm. of them and i am not going to reveal who answered what for the sake of privacy but it's still it i'm scarred yeah that would haunt me also if i were your in-laws i would bring it up like every time i saw you i i will say that they stood firm in their answers and they gave answers that i would not and did not (laughs) okay so my first question I'm asking you is, do I seem like someone who would get a name tattooed on myself? Why or why not? Not a name of somebody that you know personally mm-hmm. or like somebody who's even alive. Yeah. But I could see you getting like Karl Marx or like, <laughs> like Marx on the back of my Yeah. Or like Betty feet. White, like okay. doing it for an OG, like okay. in that way. But n- not somebody who could be like, oh, Lauren's got my name tatted on her. Like, yeah, like I you would never give someone the satisfaction. Not like some random like date or something. But yeah, yeah. I would definitely get a name tattooed on me for sure. Yeah. The bar for me to get tattoos is pretty low. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Easy, easy one. You got it. Okay. We're on level one for the listeners. That's the only good level if anyone's, if anyone's listening and agrees. On a scale from 1 to 10, how messy do you think my car is? 1 being the cleanest, 10 is a complete disaster. Explain. You don't have to explain that thoroughly. It's like a 3. I feel like it was pretty clean. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. (laughs) I don't think anyone has like a 1. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. I have one friend who vacuums her car every week and she scares me. Like... Yeah. People have executive functioning. Yeah, she her whole chart is Virgo. It's just Virgo. Oh it's gosh. like oh gosh. genuinely terrifying. Oh yeah. Gosh. But she does it every week. And I was like, I'll literally never drive you anyway. Mm. Okay. I'm skipping all these. Like, wait. Do I look kind? Explain. Do you look kind? I feel like that should be like a visceral yes or no. Well, you look nice, but I feel like kindness is like a culmination of behaviors. Mm-hmm. You can't look kind. Would you rather be described as nice or kind? I've never been described as nice. Me neither. But I have been described as kind. Yeah. I think that's like an easy yeah. question. But I don't know, maybe some people like to be called nice. I think there are people pleasers who like to be yeah. just like on the surface. Mm-hmm. Or I think more more often are people who like to be both. Yeah. I kind of like not being nice yeah. and being kind. Like, I think. It frees you up from a lot of, like, social bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I am still kind of a stickler for things like etiquette. Yeah, me too. I think it's less being nice, but more being accessible to a large amount of people, which mm-hmm. is why etiquette is important. Yeah. And I think when people are like, etiquette rules are like colonial like european bullshit it's like they can be if you think about it in that way yeah but if you have a larger cultural understanding of like what is welcoming to a large amount of people you can have that decolonial perspective on etiquette and yeah i feel like so many 
little things with etiquette do just like make other people feel better at mm-hmm. no cost to yourself so exactly. it's like yeah like I feel like those are easy things to do like I always like if someone's having a party like to get something like I feel like that's just like I feel bad I didn't bring anything right now <laughs> no I didn't bring anything the last time always to me so yeah is this a party I guess not I guess not what do you think is the <laughs> hardest part of what I do for a living I'm going to be really honest. I have no idea what you do. (laughs) Can I be honest? Yeah. Me either. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, like, do some technology stuff. Uh Yeah. I help nonprofits pretty much implement Mm -hmm. technology. Yeah. No, I feel bad that I didn't remember that because you have told me that before. But, yeah, that's that's what I do. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I just generally assume – the worst part of anyone's job is like dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. You'll be right. Okay, do you think I've ever checked an ex's phone for evidence? Yes. 100%. Yeah. You're a smart girl. You should. Yeah. I do feel bad. Like, I think I maybe, if I ever get to a point where I want to do that again, I think I might just like break up with them. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily a red flag because I check everybody's phone. I'm just like nosy. you go through it. Yeah, I'm just nosy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't. Yeah, I hide my phone. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, what is that? Like, I cannot help myself. And you said, I don't think I don't know if this is a red flag. Well, I'm just saying, like, that having the urge to go through someone's phone, mm-hmm. you have to wonder: Do you distrust them, or do you have a character flaw? <laughs> like, I think is there something wrong with the relationship? Right. Or something wrong with you? <laughs> right. I think the answer to that question is perhaps different for you and yeah. I. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm like that was my turn last week. Your turn this week. I feel though like the only time I've ever wanted to check someone's phone, like they were cheating on me. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I check bank statements. Oh wow! Yeah. How the how do you get so deep into? I mean, if you know the person, sure. Yeah. But how do you get into? Like it's mostly family members okay. who are unassuming and just trust me. Oh wow! And I'm like, girl, stop going to Target. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't oh. walk into that place. Interesting. <laughs> Learn something new every day. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. I think I almost forget, like, especially if it's with, like, a significant other or, like, a friend's significant other. And they're like, check his phone, check his phone. Mm-hmm. I, like, low-key forget to check for cheating because I'm like, I want yeah. the cheese man. Like, yeah. I, like, have special searches that I go through their messages, like, embarrassing, yeah. help need yeah like and that's where the good the good juicy stuff comes from yeah mine was always deleted photos this was only i only ever yeah did this with my last ex who was cheating Mm -hmm. and like i mean i would always find stuff and then i would sit there and like cry in silence i would do i would do it like after he would like fall asleep and then oh my god lord you need to you need to get out of this but lord no I mean, it's been, it's been a whole year. Exciting. I just, okay. <laughs> Maybe this is my character flaw. Mm-hmm. But if I saw someone laying defenseless next to me who had betrayed me, I don't know. I'd at yeah. least scare them a little bit. Right. Shake them up. Like standing yeah. above the bed <laughs> yeah. and like staring all night. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I, we just like broke up like shortly after that. But I think you need to pat yourself on the back. That's a healthy reaction. It took, okay, when I say shortly after, it was, like, two months later, I think. 
That's we went to therapy. We went to couples therapy. Look how healthy that is. You tried to make it work. I literally, when I tell you this therapist, it was like some guy we found online. I had to pay for it. Jesus. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy literally at one point, this was the last time we saw him, because clearly my ex did not want to go. Yeah. And then he looked me in the eye on the Zoom call, this therapist, and he was like, Was it really a big deal if he cheats on you? And I was like, Huh? Where did you get your degree? Where did you get your license? What do you mean? Like, yeah, it is a big deal. Clearly, I'm telling you. He's probably a Christian counselor, not like a real therapist in any me- measure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We found him through like BetterHelp or whatever. Oh, it was yeah. just like I just remember sitting there, like I will never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. a horror, and I don't even know what to say mm-hmm. because, of course, it's a big deal to me. But yeah, yeah, that's. I will say, like, you had all the tools to fix it in a healthy way. It's just that no one else around you gave a crap. Right, right. Yeah, and there's only so much you can do with that. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Do I seem like a morning person or a night owl? Why? I feel like you seem like a night owl. Mm -hmm. And that's mostly because I, I like you. Yeah. You know, I think I struggle with morning people. Yes. Yeah, because it's just kind of like, I think I hate that the world, because of capitalism, is so, like, catered to morning people, mm-hmm. and it's almost like if you're not a morning person, you seem as unproductive, mm-hmm. and it's like, if we're working the same number of hours, why does it matter what time? Yeah. And if we're getting the same amount of work done, why does it matter what time? And also, why why do I have to, like, structure my life in a way that's, like, clearly not how my body wants to be? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like waking up at 10 and going to bed at 2. Like, that's my ideal eight hours. Like, I don't... Mm -hmm. But now I have to wake up at 7.30. I wake up at, like, 8.30. I'm not going to lie on here. I really... I wake up so... Like, on the dot. I roll into work. Literally same. Literally, yeah. I look like shit every morning. I try to be out of bed 15 minutes before I have to do anything productive. That way I can take a 12-minute shower. Yeah. I shower at night. Okay. So I could never. Yeah, but I feel like every this happened this week. Every week I walk into work and people are like, Oh, you look really tired. It's like I fucking am. I am tired. What do you mean I look tired in the morning? Yeah. It could just be that I'm not resting. Right. (laughs) People are so dumb. Right. Right. Uh, and I feel too like if you're in an office, like it's just ideal to work like slightly off of the nine to five so you can Mm -hmm. still like kind of do things. Mm Like, really, my ideal would be, like, 11, 4. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that an eight-hour shift is ever going to be my ideal, but, Mm-mm. yeah. Who can be productive for eight hours straight? Right. Right? Mommy. To me, if you went to a doctor and said, I have, like, a, a pathological need to be on my feet and, like, doing something for eight hours out of every day like that's a symptom yeah of what i don't know like, i would say ma'am calm down right like right what's what's the opposite of why are you off? not fulfilled like yeah <laughs> right right okay i kind of like this one i think it's because i'm egotistical what was the first thing you noticed about me do you remember mm, i thought you were an intern 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, that cool. intern is not very sociable with the rest of us. Yeah. And then I realized, like, oh, she's not an intern. This makes more sense. I'm catching up. Like, that's great. Like, <laughs> was it because I seemed incompetent? No. It was because just, I looked tired? No. You looked so much younger than everybody else, mm-hmm. save for another person that we worked with. Yeah. Whom I also thought was an intern. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair. Wow. Okay. Was it good? No. Yeah. I'm actually going to skip this. <laughs> I know. I feel like I skipped so many. So, like, just not. I don't like that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like this one. It's a wild card. Okay. Think of your favorite brand of cereal mm-hmm. on the count of three. Ooh, okay. Say your answers out loud. Okay. Both Give players. A second. Oh, wait, I got it. I know what it is. Okay. Are you ready? One, two, three. Honey Frosted Flakes. Mm. Okay, you have the adult version of what I like. I feel like they're, I was going to say they're like similar. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had the same amount of sugar. They're just yeah. like packaged different, to different right, to right. different audiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually so real. Oh, no. I hate these little, it's like they'll have reminders. Like go of your attachment to the outcome. Like, shut so, up. I literally will never. I have anxiety. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm also just like not wealthy enough to like have wellness in this way. You know what I mean? It's like I in like, fact cannot imagine me parenting and being like i'm gonna let go of my attachment to the outcome right. of my child right do not, you can grow up to be anything you want literally i don't care like the one thing i'm most afraid of my kid becoming is a member of a dance crew like i will have to i might have to watch my yeah. kid dance like a jabberwocky when i'm 60 like <laughs> i cannot <laughs> take that shit like i cannot <laughs> what if, if they're really good i think it's different i, I feel like it's can't. like like okay yeah i would like s- grin and support but like i yeah. would be in the group chat like look at this bullshit like <laughs> look what i did yeah. look what i did look what i like where did i go wrong right yeah fair <laughs> okay do you think i intimidate others yeah why or why not okay i think you do <laughs> i mean you're a woman and yeah. you think so like one in one like there's got to be we're eventually gonna have a reddit about us they're gonna call mm-hmm. us both bitches and like mm-hmm. yeah that's all intimidation like yeah I don't know. i'm preempting yeah i do feel like i mean i've said this a thousand times i do have like a bit of an ego to me mm-hmm. but i I very much, like, fuck with myself, so I feel like that is why I feel like men are always like, oh, why do you like yourself this much? And it's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. You literally kind of have to. Like, yeah. I don't know how who, people... Who else is going to do it? Right. It's like, like how, how do you move through the day? I have, like, one dog that hates me, and then it's me the rest yeah. of the time. Like, it's just like, I gotta... <laughs> someone's gotta be hyping me up. It's this or full Daria. Like, right. <laughs> right. That was, I literally was the character Daria until I was like 22. I love, like, my fiance calls me Daria all the time. Yeah. But okay. Um, how likely am I to go camping and how high maintenance would my setup be? I kind of feel like you're not likely to go camping. Exactly. And I think if you were to go, I think you would go in a cabin. Like, I don't, I couldn't see you going in a tent. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) 
This is goofy. What does my phone wallpaper tell you about me? This is my wallpaper. Mm -hmm. It's a photo from a hot air balloon in Mexico. And then that's like a beach. As you can see. I was see. just going <laughs> to say, like, before you even told me it was in Mexico, I was going to say it suggests that you're well-traveled. Nice. What if I just like got it online though? You can the quality is shitty because it's my iPhone four. It would suggest <laughs> that at least you care about the world. Okay. That okay. is not your immediate background. Okay. Solid. Yeah. Solid. What do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? Mm. I feel like at this point it would be like things for your daughter. Yeah. Perhaps formula. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I just would think general things for her. Yeah. That's probably why I almost like, yeah. 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 I almost bought a a carpet cleaner today, a little green machine. So. Yeah. Wild time. Carpet cleaners are so expensive. Yeah. I like have to rent one like every other month from Home Depot because my dog's terrible. I th- yeah. At some point, it's just like buy one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I had one and then I broke it. Oh no. Wait, I didn't forget. My dog chewed through the cord. Everything is my dog's fault. And this is why she hates me. And I love I love, I love her. <laughs> What's bothering you this week? Mm. Oh, wow. I knew it was coming and I still wasn't prepared. Yeah. Um I think about this every day now. Like what's bothering me? Just and I'm like, is this bad? Am I like ruminating too much on the negative things. I feel like I had a, a couple things that bother me and I, I might have to, I might have to, can we bother? I can tell you. Okay. Yeah, I can okay. tell you what's going on in mine or what's bothering me today. I think I've been thinking about this a lot uh-huh. since last week. Um, like, I think I'm just so jealous of like nepotism babies, but also just like anybody that has yeah. access to resources and can actually choose to pursue the things that they enjoy in life. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I have always very much enjoyed like every single job that I have had. Yeah. Like, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that necessarily, but like, it would just be so nice to be able to like, consistently travel consistently like put yourself out there have access to things Mm -hmm. like I don't know and I think in a different world if I had that much like access and connections I would maybe have tried to go into like comedy or acting or something Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I used to like and I feel like I would have been like good at that shit you know what I mean so it's like it's sad if you had the space to like self-actualize yeah (laughs) yeah have like a good couch or something yeah I don't know. That's also probably my ego, but it's still, it's just, like, it would have been nice. Like, can you imagine just being, like, you know, like, a Scott Disick, and it's, like, you don't actually ever really have to do anything, and you're just, like, unbelievably wealthy forever? I, I could imagine. I want that for myself. I daydream about it, and yeah. it, you're actually, you're absolutely right. It sucks that we live in a society where those type of people think that we're just as dumb as they are mm-hmm. and that they have to put on that they're entrepreneurs, they're investors, they're venture capitalists or whatever. It's like, no, you're not. Like you have a great financial planner who's helped yeah. you invest into the stock market and you live off the interest of those investments. Yeah. You live this opulent life in a way that creates and like continues wealth, like mm-hmm. for yourself, your family, your friends. And you're not like, like Rob Kardashian is freaking Arthur George socks. Like yeah, 
Yeah. Your mom's taking care of you and that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop playing in my face. Like. Yeah. All right. What's bothering you? you um. Find out. Yes, I, I did. Um, as we were talking about it, I sort of started thinking just like when I'm here, like my anger is like subsided and like, I don't, I'm not carrying around the, the anxiety I usually carry. That's good, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that we might not have a Democratic president for a very long time after Biden's term. And that's bothering me. really scary to think about. And there's nothing that I can say to a Republican, truly. There's nothing I can say to a Republican that I feel confident like, as a good argument for the Democratic Party as it is. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too, the other day, how, like, I think the left, which is so broad now, is, like, so fragmented, though. And I think the, like, the farther left is sort of, like, abandoning any faith in the Democratic Party, which, like, should be happening almost. Like, there's just so much that the Democratic Party is, like, not doing and is sailing people in. And, like, that's going to majorly yeah backfire i feel like we're just gonna have like complete red states in like six months with the midterms like that thing that came out about it was about michigan like about um over like over turning the polls and like that is like so crazy to me but it also just shows like how much better like structured and organized the right is Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Which is, yeah, wild. I think, like, the Democratic Party is run by people who have institutional knowledge, which does not adapt to the time. As a person who, like, worked in fundraising for Democrats Mm -hmm. for, like, a little bit of time, like, there's this idea that, like, the people who are most ardently for environmentalism most mm-hmm. ardently for single-payer health care most ardently for those like to me what i believe are new core left values mm-hmm. are not the people that are gonna help keep the lights on for our campaign yeah okay yeah but to me that it seems as if well, and I'll, I'll let, let me follow this train a little bit further and then I'll, I'll talk about what i believe in a second so they have to chase the more moderate left, which mm-hmm. has money, and yeah. they're moderate leftists because they have money. Yeah. And preach their values, advance their causes in office, promise to do so. And in order to continue on these campaigns, like do it for multiple, multiple years and Mm -hmm. use that money to drown out grassroots campaigns. Yeah. But not only that, delegitimize that rhetoric in the more broad terms. So we saw a lot of like downplaying and condescension towards like more socialist Democrats starting in 2016. Yeah. Bernie bros or whatever, like extrapolating white men who supported Bernie as Bernie supporters, Mm -hmm. which I don't think are representative of the whole. But what the left doesn't realize is that 
<laughs> just like the Tea Party Republicans were able to move the party further right mm -hmm. and legitimize far right ideology, yeah. the Democrats have a vested interest in supporting far left rhetoric. Yeah. If rhetoric of single payer healthcare, mm -hmm. of true inclusion, trans rights, mm -hmm. true understandings of the way that environmentalism works and can be worked into daily lives. If those things are mainstream and normalized, then their moderate supporters are more likely to support candidates who are further away from their moderate center. Yeah. So they're creating like this, a vacuum almost where we can't move further to the left and they're going to keep their funders in the quote unquote center, which is really further to the right. Yeah. So now we have a situation where Biden thought he was going to lose the 20, this past election, 2020, um, where he feels like he's going to lose. So he promises to cancel student debt. Mm -hmm. Right. So in Biden's term, what we're attaching to him, whether it's accurate economically or not, we're attaching yeah. a rise in COVID cases, lying about uh, canceling student loan mm -hmm. debt at this point. Like we're halfway through the term yeah. and he's not done it. Yeah. And lying about the extra stimulus money. Yeah. We saw those tweets, Kamala. We saw those tweets, Joe. Right. That's what's so insane to me, too, because it's it's just like we all remember you saying it wasn't so long ago. And like we all are fully aware that you have the capability of passing these these bills. Like, why do you think that? Right. People are going to vote for you again. He is said he's like wanting to run again. That's insane to me. I'm like, there is no there is no way I can with my whole chest. Yeah. Say that. It's a good idea mm -hmm. for him to run again. I will vote again for him because I never yeah. want it like recorded that I voted for somebody on the <laughs> other side. Like, and that is the only reason. Yeah, if we didn't live in what has now become such an important swing state, I think I would vote Green Party or Third Party. Like, I, I see the merit if you're living in a state like New York or California where it's going to go blue. Yeah. Anyway, like, voting for a third party so that they could get more, like, funding, like, more public funding. But, yeah, we'll also be voting for whoever, whoever the Dems put up, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you're... <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> and it's like, honey, like, I get it. You wanted to do this so bad. Like, you wanted to be president mm -hmm. so bad. Now you got your moment in the sun. But I, I need you to wake up. Like, right. you're going to have, I think, one of the worst recoveries. Mm -hmm. Like, some of the slowest economic lags on your time. Like, yeah. And it's just, like, no why not. There's not, like, a... A great enough understanding of economics in this country, right? Due to our very horrible public education system, which there's also been no increase in investment too. Yeah. So uh, you cannot expect the broader public to understand that issues that happened under your presidency were not caused by you. 
Like I've seen, especially so, when he spent so much of Trump's presidency yeah, tweeting at him, yeah. saying that Trump caused these things. You can't say that Trump caused X, Y, and I'm not a Trumpster, but you can't attach everything to yeah. a president and expect everything to not be attached to your right, presidency. Right, right. Like the the math, the logic isn't logicing. Like, like obviously, like I'm not saying any of this is like his fault yeah but you can't escape that like you're not and so we're going into a midterm i don't think the house is going to stay no absolutely not they're they're leaving it or they're losing it the senate is done for Mm -hmm. like you can't tell us you ain't black if you don't vote democrat then you get in and do shit like yeah not even an executive order saying it's like a federal crime to specifically target black folks, like that goes further than the current civil rights movement. Yeah. Like, sir, like you yeah. can't do the things that you've been doing and expect people to like, especially people of color to just continue to ride with you. Yeah. And I felt this way for a long time. Like I'm going to wrap it up. I know like I'm just <laughs> ranting, but like, as somebody who grew up in Georgia and seeing black Democrats really do the damn thing, mm-hmm. like even in a place like where it's fully Republican everywhere outside of Atlanta, we had a black mayor, black mm-hmm. female mayors, like really good executive leaders mm-hmm. in and around the city and the state. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I've had opportunities to vote for people who have personally shook my hand, looked yeah. me in the eye, told me I was special and wonderful, and many people of color will never experience that. That yeah. ultimately will cause a divestment on mass from the Democratic Party. And I don't think they realize that they cannot afford that politically. Yeah, I I still cannot get over him saying that on the Breakfast Club. I think about that all the time. <laughs> like, like after Hillary did the hot sauce thing, you thought that was the place mm-hmm, to go and say mm-hmm. that, right? Right, yeah. Especially, yeah, that platform. Also, like you know, somebody in the like administration was like, "Yeah, go talk to Charlemagne. He's like." a leader in the black community. Like, yeah. no, don't talk to him. Like, right. please don't talk to Charlamagne. Well, it was like a th- I remember in like that cycle, like all of the Democratic yeah. um, nominees were going on there. But also like, it's such a juxtaposition where you see Bernie and Cardi meeting at the Cardi yeah. B meeting yeah. at the 10 in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like there is such a fundamental difference in the understanding of like what black issues mean to black people that there's almost no way that he mm-hmm. can connect after this. Like, from the beginning of the pandemic, one thing that economists can agree on is that if you want an economy to sustain itself, direct cash dispersal to people is the best way to get them to continue yeah. to spend money. Yeah. Like, even economists who are on the far right, who believe trickle-down is a thing, you got to trickle some down. Right. 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 <laughs> you right. Make what are you sure trickling there? Yeah. Like. Should we have an outro? Yeah. Um, bye. Peace. I'm like, yeah, but this is the outro. Okay, pretend we're done. <laughs>